What's up, guys? What's going on? I'm Paul. This is Pauline Theology, and we are on the last verses here, um, Ephesians 23 through 24. So if you haven't read them yet, go ahead, stop the tape, check them out, see what they got to say, come back, and we will discuss the four questions. If you've already read them, man, let's dive in. What's Paul saying? Well, he says, to the brothers, peace and love with faithfulness from the Father God and our Lord Jesus Christ. He says, grace with all those who love our Lord Jesus Christ in incorruptibility or in immortality. Peace, love, and faith from God the Father to God the Father. And so what is what is God is bestowing on us? Peace, love, and faith. He's faithful. He's loving. And then the theme of uh, the scriptures has been peace, man, that God has reconciled himself with us, and then he's reconciled us with us. And this is through peace and, and faith. This is what God is bestowing on us. What a wonderful, wonderful thing, man. And then grace, man. Oof. That's how we get it because we could, we don't deserve it. <laughs> but we get it, man. Grace. And it's those who love the Lord. And then in incorruptibility or in immortality. This uh, ending here, um, I'm not sure how it's rendered in various ways. I think some say that it is grace and immortality for those who love the Lord. And then others, it's, uh, it's, I think it says maybe um, grace with those who love the Lord sincerely or with those who love the Lord um, um, uh, never-ending, always loving the Lord. Uh, it's because it's kind of tagged on at the end here, and, and we're trying to figure out what it modifies. But I think uh, those both those ones I gave are both ways that we can understand this, man, and they do have an impact on the way we think about this. And we'll discuss that uh, when we we talk about each of God, man, and then the application. And so let's just let's just jump into that. What's this say about God? Well, He bestows on us peace, love, and faithfulness. Man, dude, though that's he's a giving God, man. He desires peace in our lives, which in, in the term peace, I mean a reconciliation with himself, that his wrath will not come upon us. Because he's a just God, he has to pour out wrath on sin, but he doesn't desire to do so. So he has made a way through Christ. And so we can have this peace. If we have faith and trust in the one who, who is given as a sacrifice and offering to give us peace. If we believe that and then trust that that actually worked, that that did bring us peace, then we will have it and we'll have fellowship with him, man. That's the gospel right there. <laughs> that's the gospel, man. But that's what God desires for us to have this peace. And it comes through faith. And it's because he loves us, man, a love that is uh, powerful. It's, overflowing it's magnificent it's wider deeper it's it's larger than we can even imagine man it says you can't even think comprehend the type of love that god has for us man but he demonstrates it in his 
the, the death of his son, Christ, on the cross. And then he also just imparts a, a grace, a never-ending grace. So if we want to understand the um, um, in aphorisia, and it's a, it's a preposition, and we just wonder what the preposition modifies. It's funny because in English, you know, it's like first word, second word, third word, fourth word, fifth word, and then they all fall in a sequential order that we can understand them by. But uh, in Greek, uh, they don't fall in like one, two, three, four. They just are in sentences, and then you have to like figure out how they modify or what they modify, how they modify them. That's why sometimes when I say, "Oh yeah, it's a, of source and of of of." Uh, um, it's uh, modifying this or, or something like that. It's because you, you, we've got to figure that out, like that participles we talked about. It's a participle of means or a participle of action or, or something like that. You know, It's because we have to figure these things out. And I often wonder how Greeks thought about this as they read this, if it just come to them naturally or if they have to think about it. But in English, I think there's some writers who write in such prolific ways that we have to sit and think about the way in which they're constructed. I'm sorry I went on a tangent about that, but the reason I say that is because we're trying to figure out what this modifies. And if we think about it as modifying grace in this sentence, then we can think about it's this grace that never ends. If we think about incorruptibility, we think about something that will never be destroyed, that will never fall, that will never fail because it is a uh, sincere it's intact and so if this modifies grace then it just says just a never-ending grace that god pours out upon us man that's what that's what the scripture is saying about god is that it is a he has a never-ending grace it doesn't matter how far you run it doesn't matter how deep you try and go and god's grace will continue to be there and he will pull you out those who love the Lord, God's grace is there for them. God's grace is there for them. What's this say about man? Well, uh, if we think about the, um, um, well, first off, that we are bestowed with peace and love and God's faithfulness. Like this is, as a Christian, that as we live for God, as we are called by his name, as he has pulled us out, and adopted us as his sons and daughters. This is what we have peace, a love that we can't comprehend, a peace that passes all understanding, and a faithfulness that he will be with us always. That's what we have. But second, if we think about that uh, prepositional phrase in incorruptibility, it says this, that some think that this is uh, modifying the word those who love our lord jesus christ uh, it's the nearest what they say is the nearest um, um noun or or a thing that it nearest modifier is the term and if it's that way then it means that we should have a sincere so incorruptibility also has the idea of uh without blemish a moral blemish and so that means that the way that we love God is that we love him incorruptibly. We love him sincerely. Like this is, a, I think the, the word sincere without, it's like hardened. It's intact. It's true. 
And so that's the way that we love our God is that as we as we live this life, that we love him sincerely, wholeheartedly, devotedly, single mindedly. That is how we're to live as Christians is to love him sincerely. But then there's also the idea that some believe this in this uh, incorruptibility that it also means like it can't be destroyed like we talked about in the first one then that uh, it's a never-ending grace. Well, this is a never-ending love. That we would not only love God sincerely, wholeheartedly, devotedly, but that this love that we have would be never-ending. It would continue on for all days. So that is how, as Christians, as, as actually it should be as every man and woman, child, the person should love the Lord. Well, how do we apply these truths to our lives? Well, I, I think this is that we should, and I'm gonna, I'm just gonna say it like this, man. Either way you think about where the incorruptibility lies, I think it's important for us to live in both ways because they're both true. That God has an incorruptible love, a, a love that is is that will never end, that will never fade. I mean, He has a grace that will never end and never fade. That this grace that He bestows on us is just a powerful, wonderful, overflowing, abundant rich grace that never ends. And so because of that, let's contemplate on that. Let's think about that. Let's rest in that. Let's see that. Let's know it, man. Let's embrace it. Let's wiggle in its juices, man, because that is just so marvelous. And because we know that and because we recognize this grace that God has bestowed on us, which brings peace and, and displays his love and his, his faithfulness towards us, man, then let us move to an undying love, an, a sincere, and wholehearted, devoted love for the one who would do this to us, for the one who would embrace us despite all of our faults, to the one who would lift us up and encourage us to make us to be the thing that we were called to be in the very beginning, to restore in us and to restore all of creation. Let us love completely and wholly that. I appreciate you guys for listening. And I will see you on the next episode as we do a recap and we finish Ephesians. We talk about the themes and what we can learn about God, man, and apply it from the entire book of Ephesians. Thank you guys for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode.